welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Well, it's great to have you here today. We welcome you. Um, Just special shout out to all the families and friends, extended family and the like that are visiting. Um, Please don't judge my foot attire at the moment. How good are they though? Let's have a vote. Hang on a second, let's have a vote. Just a church vote. That's kind of biblical. Those in favor of Crocs, please raise your hand. Wow. Those ashamed. We'll baptize you in the name of Crocs later on. Um, No, fair enough. Fair enough too. I get it. It's all good. Um, Guaranteed I won't end up on like preacher sneakers on Instagram, so that's good. Good times. Well, it is wonderful to have you here. I was saying um, welcome to you before if you're visiting. You've been welcomed about 35 times, so um, welcome again. We're just glad you're here, Um, and we just love Jesus. That's pretty simple, really. Love Jesus, love people, and believe that that's what church is all about. It's what following Jesus is all about. And uh, we just really believe that God's power, the Holy Spirit, wants to just come and impact you, do something in your life, change you. And uh, I want to start by, I I suppose, saying, um, this can go down a little bit, please, Julian. Um, I want to start by, I suppose, offering up an apology because the church has not been the greatest witness of Jesus. And so some of you may have a sour taste in your mouth around what the world calls religion. But I want to be really honest with you today and say that man, when man get in the way of what God wants to do, man are pretty good at stuffing up a whole lot of things. And it'll be my prayer today that there would be a delineation, a separation in your heart, in your mind, in your thinking, that you would understand that the church is not the God that we serve. But God is all powerful. God is real. God has an interest in your life. God is a loving and a good, good father. And he wants the best for his children. And I believe today that the eyes of your understanding, that there'll be like a cover that's pulled off your ability to believe in who he is. Because God, the person that we call Jesus, is a miracle worker. He's a life changer. He's one that has the power to break every single addiction that you might be carrying right now. 
Our God is a sickness healer. He really is. Our God is all-powerful. And our God wants to be in a relationship with you and with me. And so today, I want to spend a few more minutes talking around the mystery of baptism. Why do we get baptised? What does it mean? What did Jesus or the New Testament say about baptism? And so we're going to start in Acts chapter 19. We're going to read uh, a few verses and then I want to um, just unpack a few things around baptism, if that's all right. Whoops. Is that all right? So you can go to Acts chapter 19 as I do this. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So they said into John's baptism, when Paul said, John indeed baptised with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ. And when they had heard this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. If you don't know Mark chapter 1 verse 8, John the Baptist, who in a way we're kind of following his thing of baptism this morning, he actually said this about Jesus in Mark chapter 1 verse 8. He said, there's one coming, speaking of Jesus, whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. And he will baptise you, not in water, I, I, I'll baptise you in water, but there's one coming, the God-man called Jesus, the one that's going to overcome hell, sin, death and the grave. And this man, the person of Jesus, is going to baptise you with fire. You know, the word baptism is, a, is a, uh, the Greek word and it's the word baptizo. You may have heard this um, before. But it simply means, it comes from this, uh, it, um, how the word used to get used in first century Jewish culture was baptizo. It meant, it, it was uh, tied to how they used to colour or dye certain cloths. And really baptizo simply means the cloth in the dye and the dye in the cloth. The cloth in the dye and the dye in the cloth. The cloth in the dye. So this thing before baptism is just what it is. It is a white cloth. Would you agree with that? This is like a magic show. Get ready. <laughs> and no, not really. It's not. This is, this is just a white cloth. We would describe this as a, as a white cloth. And so the process of baptism, water baptism, in, in, into John's baptism is this idea that we're baptised in the water. There's a whole lot of symbolism. I want to encourage you to read Romans chapter 6. We don't have time to do that today. 
but you'll see that the, the um, New Testament bap- water baptism is a powerful transformative moment. It's not just, although it is a symbol of an outward, uh, it's an outward symbol of an, of an inward change. Yes, it is that, but it, don't limit baptism to just being that. You've been told that's all baptism in is. Baptism is so much more than just a symbol of what God has done. It's more, it's bigger. Read Romans 6, you, you'll see what happens there. But baptism, we describe this as a white cloth. This is what happens. I should have tried this at home, shouldn't I, really? We put the white cloth into orange dye. I call it empower orange. <laughs> Just joking. And the point is, is now the, the, the cloth went into the dye, but the dye went into the cloth. Now the cloth is not a white cloth anymore. The white cloth has a new identity called the orange cloth. And when we are baptised into Jesus, when we repent of our sins and are baptised into Jesus, did you know this is what your life is now? You once were one way, but now being baptised into Jesus means that you are a, the Bible Galatians tells us that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are now, you once were when, when the world and when uh, the enemy and et cetera, et cetera, looked at you, you at one stage were the white cloth. You were sin. You were, you were, uh, you were marked by sin. You were uh, not the righteousness of God. You were away from God. But then when you got baptised into Jesus, you took on the nature of the thing that you were baptised into. And so when you were baptised into Jesus, your entire, listen to me, I want to help you this morning, your entire identity shifted from being the white cloth to being the orange cloth. You used to be the sinner struggling, but now you, because what will you think about it? Think about the impact of this statement that you were baptised submerged the cloth in the dye, the human in Christ and the Christ in human, you were baptised into Him. You were once a sinner, but now through the wonderful grace of Jesus, God doesn't see you that way anymore. God sees you as the new identity that you are. God sees you as He sees the perfect Son. Think about it. You've been baptised in Christ. You know, the history of baptism is really quite fascinating. If you didn't know, there's symbolism around uh, baptism that we get right from the uh, Old Testament. Starts actually in Genesis chapter 7, where we see the first baptism. You might know it as the flood. And Noah is baptised or the earth is baptised, so to speak. Let's, let's read, uh, let's actually read 1 Peter 3.20 and we'll see how the New Testament writers thought about this. It says, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built, only a few people, eight, everybody say eight, 
That number means new beginnings. Eight in all were saved through water. And this symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at, the right, and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and power, powers in submission to him. So we see the history of baptism starts through this flood. And God says, I'm gonna start something new. And so when we are baptised, whether it's just coming to God and, and uh, not necessarily using water and we come to God, it's a, it's a day of new beginnings. And I'm so excited today to declare to you and to make sure that you know that in Christ Jesus, there is a day of new beginnings for you. The reason why baptism is so powerful, listen to me, why it's not just a symbol is because God is trying to let you know that there is a day of new beginnings. There is a day of new beginnings. In a few moments, in a few moments, as the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, what we're going to do at the end of this service is we're going to close on time. Can you believe we started on time this morning? See, I told you there's a God. Right? We are, we're gonna, but we're going to open up the baptismal font again. And I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon those that want to get baptized. <laughs> we're just going to do it. It's a new thing, but it is, it, it is what it is. We've got a few extra towels and things. And so as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, we'll be ready and waiting. You might go home wet, but such is life. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. And I believe as you come out of the baptismal font today, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and declare to you it is a new day. It is a brand new beginning for you. You're going to go in bound. You might go in the waters of baptism. You might go before Christ. You're all bound up. You're trapped. You're locked. There's no way out. But through God, there is a supernatural strategy for you, for your life from this day forward. And so we see in Genesis 7, the story of, of uh, Noah building the ark and the flood, that baptism brings about a new day. Exodus chapter 14, verse 21, a few scriptures, and then we'll just, get, we'll, um, we'll just wrap this up. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea, what's the sea? It's water, to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued them and went after them into the sea, and into the midst of the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. There is freedom from what's chasing you, when you're baptised into Christ Jesus. The beauty about the gospel, if you didn't know, like this is where religion really does suck, is religion has made the message of Jesus about the church. But the gospel is not the message. We get to receive the message of the gospel. But it's not the good news of the church. <laughs> it's the good news of Jesus. 
And so the good news of Jesus is that the things that we couldn't break over our own lives, Jesus did for us. The enemy that's been chasing us down that we could never put a stop to. We don't have the, hum- the, the slaves didn't have the human capacity to stop Pharaoh and his army. What did they need? They needed divine intervention. They needed a God to come in and rescue them. They needed a God to supernaturally do something and get in their business for them. And until you and I, as human beings work out that we just can't, we just can't, we just can't, it's, it's just becomes impossible, number one, to relate to God and to be in right standing with God without the work of Jesus. The mystery of baptism. The mystery of baptism is not only Genesis 7, that there's a new beginning. The mystery of baptism is also that in Christ Jesus, every power, every force, everything that was, has been hunting down your life has no more power. You might've heard me say before, but this is the grace of God. You get what he deserved. You got what Jesus deserved. What did Jesus deserve as the perfect human being? He deserved power. He deserved access to God. He deserved all those sorts of things. You get what he deserves because he got what we deserved. And he just loves you so much. Two more scriptures and then we'll, we'll go home. Acts chapter one, verse four says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. So Jesus tells them, I want you to wait, right? So this is Jesus. This isn't some random televangelist. This is Jesus. This is the Bible, okay? He says this, he says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. John baptized with water, unto repentance, but God, the good news of Jesus is that not not just that we can have right standing with God, but so that we can live with divine interaction with Him, so that we can live in power, so that you can be in your business or your workplace or, or raising your kids or in your studies or whatever it might be. And God isn't this person that we visit on Sundays. God is an interested personal, pers- a personal being that wants to interact with you. That you were bap- John baptised in water, but I'm going to baptise you in the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Godhead wants to come and interact with you this morning. God's power wants to be in you and on you and work through you. We we have so much more of life to live than just this idea of like kind of like salvation is insurance for us to go to heaven one day. 
And I think the problem over my years of looking at the version and the tradition of Christianity that I've been involved in is that we've done this, but we've self-sabotaged the message of having a personal living relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. You'll be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Last scripture. David, would you jump up, bro, on the keys? Moreover, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want you to... I do not want you to be unaware. Listen to that word. Another translation says ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant that all of our fathers, this is something the Lord showed me this week, that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Check this out. All were baptised. He's talking about the cloud and the water in the context of baptism. I'm trying to unlock something here. Remember when Jesus was baptised? Remember John baptised Jesus? What happened? The heavens opened. The Bible says that the Spirit descended upon Him like a dove. A voice came from heaven and said, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. All were baptised into Moses in the Read it out loud. All were baptised into Moses in the cloud and in the... It's been there all the time. All were baptised into Moses, uh, all all baptised into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock, capital R, that followed them and that rock was Christ. So what is the cloud and what is the sea? Well, the cloud we know for Moses was the presence of God. And so this is a word for someone here today. This is why this baptism thing's about to get crazy. I don't know what's gonna happen. No one might get baptised and I'm perfectly fine with that. Let's go get baptised in lattes later on. That's all good, whatever. I don't, I don't mind. But I want you to see this mystery this morning, this revelation that even from Moses, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit has been there that whole time. The baptism in the Holy Ghost is not a Pentecostal church thing. It's a Bible thing. The tangible presence of God is not a Pentecostal tradition that happened just with William Seymour. The power and the presence of God is a real thing that has been operating right throughout from the very creation of this world. And it still wants to operate right now. And I have a faith and a conviction that God, the Holy Spirit is gonna descend upon this place. More importantly, descend upon you right now and, and, and come there. You might've been baptised in the sea and water, but the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you and baptise you in the cloud. Remember, it was a pillar of fire by day and a pillar of cloud by night. That was Moses' experience. And today I just believe, I just believe that the Holy Spirit wants to come and move on you, on you and in you. And so I'm gonna do something weird and I'm gonna get in the, um, I'm gonna get in the baptismal font. 
and anyone that just wants to be baptised, we're, we're going to pray and we're going to believe that you're going to get full of the Holy Spirit. We're also going to open up the altar for people to just come and receive prayer if they want. Our prayer team, if you wouldn't mind coming up, that'd be cool. Um, but I want you to think of this when you're getting baptised. I want you to think of this. I want you to think that this is what's going to happen to your life. The cloth in the dye and the dye in the cloth, you take on a new identity. And we're going to do this for 10 minutes, okay? Just 10 minutes. The worship team are going to come and sing. Parents, feel free to go and get your children from e-kids. But we're just going to believe that the Holy Spirit's going to do something in you today. So you might not be prepared to, well, maybe physically, you're definitely not prepared <laughs> to get in the baptismal font. That's fine. But you might say, I want prayer. I just want to receive it. I want the Holy Spirit to touch me. Um, I just want to respond to Him. I want, I want the cloth in the dye, the dye in the cloth. Come, our prayer team, our staff and all that are going to come and pray. Worship team are going to sing. Coffee's going to be getting ground in the background. It's going to be good. And we're going to do that. Is that good? Yeah. Awesome. So if you do want to be baptised, just meet me at the pool. <laughs> Sounds funny, because it is. And uh, we'd love to pray with you. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Too good.